0: My girl. Constance Hall, one of the most talked-about bloggers in the country. I look at Opinionated, raw, thought-provoking, and never shy to have an opinion. Annalise is her best friend, the yin to her yang, the Gale to her Oprah. She's the chic one. Just ask her. A show for queens, by queens. No topic is too taboo. A shame-free, judge-free space. Oversharing, commiserating, and
1: celebrating.
0: This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girl.
1: Good morning. Good morning, happy Sunday con. Good morning, beautiful. So it's been quite a week that you've had. Quite a week. My friend. Oh yeah, that.
2: (laughs) And we've got forget (laughs) it's on the forefront of other people's minds. I'm like, what? (laughs) What
1: happened? Yeah. You're pregnant. (laughs) We're gonna be talking about the announcement and everything, the aftermath, the backlash and everything in between a little bit later in the show. Uh, but some draining stuff to get through draining today. Draining stuff.
2: First, we just need to talk about Harvey Weinstein. Mm-hmm. Even though everyone else has talked about it, I get it. But I want to talk about this hashtag Me Too mm-hmm. because I've seen a little bit of negativity and I thought it was bloody great, but I really want to have a chat about what it's what it means and what it's done and if it's
1: changing or helped anything at all. But next, Con, I want to just reflect back on the past and remember some of your past pregnancies. Some of my, less, some of my lesser moments in life. <laughs> and just uh, remind you what you're in for. Oh,
0: great. Thanks for that. This is The Queen Sesh.
1: A big announcement from Constance Hall this week. She's pregnant
2: I, I can't even say the words So you're going
1: to have to say <laughs> Yep, uh, sort of let that one out And we're going to explore that current pregnancy later in the show But what I want to do, Con, is just take a look back over the last three pregnancies Why do that I feel like had. a montage is
2: going to pop up in front of me? Is there a projector screen somewhere that nobody's told
1: me? <laughs> so, okay, so your first pregnancy with the adorable Billy Violet Who is, what is she, eight now?
2: Yeah,
1: she's eight. I remember when I saw you when you were pregnant with BV and, oh, my God, you were an embryo yourself. How old were you? 25. Oh, my goodness. And I just remember sitting there going, what is she Doing? Like, how is this gonna work? I
2: can't Are you still listen to partying. Babies. I'm oh, pretty sure you were still partying then, 25. Yeah. Of course. I know. Would you know what? I think that's why. I reckon that when you start having babies, you get really stunted and your maturity stunts. And so that's why I'm so immature still. And I'm still like, yeah, let's go out. And everyone's like, grow up. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I revert back to that 25-year-old that never got to, you know.
1: Yeah. And there, I, And we'll have to find a photo and share it um, because it, you were so so young and. beautiful. And I just remember you had this beautiful stomach
2: on and just
1: gorgeous. Um, I do remember that. And then Arlo, your second pregnancy.
2: Arlo. Um, yep. the,
1: I think the only time I saw you pregnant with Arlo was actually at my wedding.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right. Actually, yeah. it was like, I think it was like nine o'clock at your wedding and I was wearing a long cardigan and I took my shoes off and somebody turns around to me and she goes, can you just go home? You look like you're on a maternity ward. <laughs> I was like,
1: good point, I'm out of here. (laughs) And thirdly, being pregnant with the twins. That was definitely the worst. Yeah,
2: Yeah, that's why I don't, everyone makes so these jokes. People go, oh, my God, it could be twins. And I've actually got PTSD. I'm like, Mm. do not joke. It can't be twins. No one would do that to me again.
1: No, you were grim.
2: It was great though. It was a turning point in my life because mm. I had to hit rock bottom in order to go and see a psychologist, in order to get my therapy, in order to, that's, that was the, what prompted my blogging and mm. my book and you know, like it's the hardest things in your life, the hardest hurdles that you have to pull yourself out of that make you, shape you and make you who you are. Yeah. I learnt that from after that horrific ordeal.
1: I uh, just, one thing that I hope doesn't happen again, especially because we've got your wedding coming up. What? Remember how big your nose became? <laughs>
2: Do not get me started. Queens, if you're out there, is there anything I can do to stop the swelling in my nose? Like, I need remedies because it, it looks like a massive boiled egg that's can, just been shoved on my face. Can
1: we share that photo on the Queens socials? Because yeah, it, sure. it's, got, it's got to be seen to be believed. But I think... so her um, You know, after
2: my sister saw that photo, she like was trying to be really kind and she was like, um, I really just need to... Could I get the number of your doctor? I just want to speak to someone to make sure that this is all normal. She actually thought that I had, like, something like preeclampsia. That I was going to. <laughs> <laughs> she could not believe the smell you. I was unrecognisable. People would, I'd stop people on the studio and be like, hey, it's me, Con. And they'd be like, uh, I used to know a girl called Con. It is not you. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, I was thinking this week about all the beautiful things that people do for me, for each other. You know, this whole Queen movement, it's very powerful and it's such a relief that we are now, you know, joining forces rather Mm, than being against each other. The sisterhood. The sisterhood. I just, I love it. And... I get lots of lovely things happen to me. I get lots of notes left on my windscreen. And this week, for example, I was at IGA and I was bending over to look at these amazing flowers because they were this incredible blue colour and I couldn't get my head around it. And I even asked Denzi to have a look at them, like knowing that Denzi wasn't going to buy hint. them for me. You know, I'm not even big on those sort of romantic gestures at all, oh, yeah. neither is Denzi. But anyway, so then I stood up and I went and I paid for my shopping and I put it all in my box. And then as I turned around to walk away, this little boy comes and he taps me and he says, excuse me. And I turned around he was holding the flowers. Aww. Oh, my God, stop He was wearing a little cape oh. and everything. He was oh, like a little
1: superhero.
2: Yeah, he was a superhero. And then his mum had this big, beautiful smile and she was like, congratulations. And it was just one of those moments, you know. And I just wanted to, like, share it with everybody because I really believe in Queen at Forwards, you know, like pass mm. it on. If you're feeling it, share it. It changes days. Does it not change your day when somebody stops you and goes, you look beautiful, a lovely dress or yeah. you're doing so well with your kids, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, or even like in a rock bottom moment stepping in and saying, "Hey, it's okay. You know, you're yes. doing a great job." You know? I've been there babe. Been there, exactly. Babs. We threw it out on our Facebook page, The Queen Sesh, and we asked people to share their queen at forward stories. And there was one that I just it just it really got me here. Uh-huh. Um so I thought I'd read it out and it's from Divine Catherine, she said, I saw a woman leaving a uniting church with three daughters in tow carrying a bag of no brand food, so no fresh milk, bread, veggies. I instantly knew they were getting food parcels. The mother kept her head right down and walked past a swarm of busy people staring at her. So I ran to my car and got the $70 I had on me and chased her car down like a maniac. We all ended up in tears, including the kids. The power between women was strong that day. We barely said anything to each other, so obviously she's just given her money. Catherine says, I had been that child long ago. I'd seen my mother walk with her head down and all I said to her was, walk tall, my girl.
2: Oh, that is beautiful. Isn't that just a Isn't it beautiful?
1: And there's, you know, if if more of us did that for each other... I mean, money's nothing. It's, you know, whether it's a a struggling mum who is in the middle of a a tantrum and you just hand her a coffee or just little things. Instead of staring or
2: laughing or bitching because that, to me, sometimes when my kids have had breakdowns in public, Mm. I've just felt like I was just getting glared at, you know, and that makes it so much harder.
1: Hashtag queen it forward.
2: Queen it forward. It's the movement. It's the movement that's already happened for the last two years. But we want to, like, put a little bit of a face to it now, we want to like, if, even if, it, if it's you doing something kind, I hate on people say don't do something kind and then tell everybody about it. No. Because kindness spreads like wildfire, but we need to hear about mm-hmm. it in order for it to grow. Yeah, I agree.
1: Hashtag Queen at Forward. Keep your stories coming in on our Facebook page, The Queen Sesh. We'd love to hear from you.
2: This is The Queen
0: Sesh. Over the
2: last few weeks,
1: Mm. all anyone's been talking about on
2: all entertainment and news sites is the pig that is Harvey Weinstein. Yuck! Producer, everybody knows about it, you know, in the states, and now mm-hmm. it's become out that for years and years and years he's been sexually harassing women, models, actresses, people that wanted to work with him, mm-hmm. and it's just all been swept under the carpet. And we've had a couple of women come out and talk about it, and it's just unleashed everything.
1: Yeah, it's huge, and it? I've read that so more than fifty women have made allegations against him, and huge names like Gwyneth Paltrow, Angelina Jolie, Ashley Judd, Kate Beckinsale, um, yep. huge. Yep. And we're not
2: talking about a minor offence, no. a minor sexual harassment in the workplace offence that you hear about quite often. Mm. Rose McGowan has had to have reconstructive surgery on her wrists after an ordeal with him. Like this is this is heavy. Mm. He's an absolute animal.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and uh, he's um, and he's still denying it. So his, his lawyer has said, Mr. Weinstein believes that all of these relationships were consensual,
2: yeah, and now he's held up in a rehab resort, luxury resort mm. while he denies all of the claims. It's yeah, it's sort of what's wrong with the world.. Mm. But, but everybody that's happens. worked in Hollywood, I've listened to so many interviews and nobody is surprised. Mm, it's
1: that whole casting couch thing. It's, you know, it's, it's why just, it's called I the I casting that, couch.
2: You know what? I thought America was so politically correct that this sort of stuff didn't happen. Like, I knew that it happened but not in such a prolific world. Mm. I was really shocked. I really was. Yeah. And I and I, my heart's just breaking for these women.
1: Oh, I know because he's in such a position of power and to think that, oh, I'm going to ruin my career if I don't do this. I
2: know, exactly. I'm just going to have to.
1: And I read I light. read a lot of women that, that did say that they did say no to him. Their careers did suffer after. I mean, it's all alleged. Wow. But, you know, he's a big shot Hollywood producer. He makes the calls. What about his wife as well? Oh, and I feel, I always feel for the wife when these sort of Me monsters too. come out of the woodwork. It's, you know, how embarrassing, how heartbreaking, oh. how nah, just. That's exactly right, how
2: embarrassing. Yeah, mortifying. She, and she's left him. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He's been fired and been left and been kicked off all of the
1: institutions. Yeah, and, and, and as he should. And at Absolutely. least people are taking a stand and going, actually, that's unacceptable. You're not welcome here anymore. Yeah, exactly. when maybe and 20 years ago, 20 years ago, maybe that wouldn't have happened. The amazing thing that's come out of this is the hashtag Me Too movement. Yep, and solidarity. Yeah, such a huge thing that's that's gone on around the world. We're going to be exploring that next and also hearing some blokes' points of view about the whole hashtag Me Too. So I'm cool. very interested to play you that that's next on the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise and if you or anyone you know are impacted by sexual assault domestic or family violence and abuse please reach out to 1-800-RESPECT this is
0: the Queen
1: Sesh. Okay, so Harvey Weinstein. We were talking about this before the break,
2: and all of the horrific things that he's done to women in his in- industry, mm. and the Me Too hashtag that's come about after this revelation. And it's been crazy,
1: hasn't it? Anne? Yeah, amazing. Like apparently, so 25 million hashtag Me Too's wow. were created in the first hour when the, wow. the movement started. And when I googled it, it um, I googled hashtag Me Too, and it came up with 96 million results. My God. So it's see? Massive movement of other yeah. women and maybe men as well, sharing stories yep. when they have felt sexually harassed or assaulted.
2: I've been really intrigued by my news feed and the women that I've known, and, and so it's a different brave. side of the women that I've known as yes. well. Because you often just you turn on Facebook and you see their best side, you see the clean house, yep. You see their, you know engagement news and all that sort of stuff. But to see this vulnerability and mm. it was powerful. And um, what really intrigued me, though, I have to what what really stopped me in my tracks was obviously there was a lot of messages. of, support under these hashtags, Mm. but I then noticed quite a few men commenting mm. and in the news stories especially saying things like great now I'm desensitised to sexual harassment or I would if I could believe half the girls on my news feed who said me, who were doing the hashtag me too, you know that n- people won't believe me thing that we always mm. think when anything's happened to us like sometimes we think there's just no point in even voicing this because no one's going to believe me Yeah, and like these people are sort of proving that true even though in real life it's not true if anyone's listening it's not, everyone one believes you but there's just always a few heads who ruin it for everybody. Mm. I was interested in the general male's view and I was asking my partner Denham and he hadn't really put that much thought into it and I just felt like, you know, like a lot of men were either not really putting much thought into it, just not like picking up what we are putting down
1: and what, what, it, what it's all about. Mm, and the impact it's had. So I actually went for a little walk around the office and I had a chat to some of the blokes that we work with and this is what they had to say.
3: Oh, look, I'm not really surprised by it. Um It's obviously been going on for years. It's probably just a few people have the courage now to come out and say those sort of things. I think working environments have changed these days where people are able to do that, Uh, whereas maybe go back even five years ago, you couldn't do that then without putting your job at risk these days you can, and I think that's a good thing.
4: A little bit confronting, seeing all these different stories, but it actually got me thinking, am I saying the wrong thing at work? I never thought I was. I remember I said something to just one of the girls, I mean, we're mates, but it was like, oh, is that a bit hashtag... Me too, like, should I not be saying that? So I think I've sort of slowed it down. I've got no intentions that are bad, because all this has come out, it's like, ugh. So I think it's good, because everyone's thinking, probably everything I know that I am, everyone's sort of thinking twice. No, it didn't shock me, because I think that's, um, we're all aware that women just every day have to deal with some kind of harassment in some form or another. Sometimes it's really, really serious, sometimes it's some douchebag catcalling you on the street. It's horrible that it happens every day, but I think if anyone's turning around going, oh my God, I never knew this was happening, you're just naive.
1: Have you ever witnessed um, sexual harassment or assault and ignored it?
4: Yes, sexual harassment, not assault. I'm not sure I ignored it. Probably the fear of conflict, I guess, if I brought it up. If I raised it as, a, as an issue.
1: Do you think that you would do anything differently now? It's all come to light and it's being exposed to such a big problem?
4: I think now in 2017, not just since the Harvey Weinstein stuff, I think a lot has changed Especially my perception of things over the last five years, not just because of Harvey Weinstein. Yes, it's brought a light to it. The last few years, in every way around the workplace, I would do things differently.
2: Interesting. I found the whole, um, you know, a lot of, obviously a lot of men have witnessed it and chosen mm. not to speak up. And I'm glad they're admitting it as well. Like because you know they could be like they could just lie about it.
1: Um, what, what I agree with is there's something about the last five years. It yeah. really has changed in the workforce. Well,
2: feminism's come back with a force in the yeah. last five years. It really has. I mean, obviously what we're putting up with is, is a lot less. I think that really strong boundaries need to be put up and, and mm. everybody in a workplace needs... You know what? D- this is what really gets me about the whole thing. You're talking to people that work in a radio station, okay? Yeah. And radio stations have HR. They have everything that you need, all the resources that you need. I'm talking about the industries that no one gives a rat's. Mm. You know, like hospitality. Do you remember working in hospitality?
1: Yeah, but we haven't worked in hospital for so many years. Maybe it has changed.
2: Well, it was horrific when I was in there. Call centres.
1: Yeah, but again, that was years ago. It would be good to find out. Maybe we should try and find some people in the typical industries if if it's changed. All right, well, that's something to consider. Uh, That's
0: my girl. This is The Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girl.
1: And still to come on the SeshCon, we have our second best friend no, returning to the Nikki. Queen Sesh. Yeah, Dr. Dr. Nikki, Nikki Goldstein. She's a I sexologist. Love that she's a doctor. I know, she's sa <laughs> highbrow and chic.
2: And she's our friend.
1: Our second best friend. <laughs> <laughs> but we want to chat to her about this crazy article that came out about happy people cheating in relationships. I reckon it's only
2: men. I don't know that many Mm, women. Okay. All right.
1: All right. Well, anyway, so that we're going to go all the way into that as only Mm -hmm. we can do. Mm -hmm. But next, Con, big week.
2: Big week. (laughs) Let's
1: talk about it.
2: Big few weeks, actually.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So the pregnancy, baby number seven, the announcement. We're going to debrief all about it next.
2: This. Is the Queen sesh? Annalise, do you know why I decided to tell everybody that I was pregnant? Mm. Because I talk about everything all the time, and I don't hold anything back. So I've known that I was pregnant for like three weeks. I found Mm. out in Bali, and I. I like have just felt so dishonest because mm. that's who I am. And, and I have managers and PR people that always say, I can't believe you wrote that. You shouldn't have written that. There should have been a strategic time where you said that. But I just cannot help myself. I just mm. go, okay, this is happening. Please, like, can I go back to just being honest now? Yeah. So I felt like, yeah, I had to. I, it was giving me anxiety holding on to this secret. Mm. And so, yeah, I've told everybody. And it was all everybody was like, well, most people were pretty, they, I think they thought that my announcement was a little bit insensitive or mm. kind of controversial or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, like, hello shouldn't be shocking anybody. It's by... Constance
1: Hall. Aren't used to this by exactly. now? Exactly.
2: It wasn't even controversial. It, was just, it should have said the original one. That was the times
1: <laughs> down. <laughs> no, and look, the, the really controversial thing, and I'll defend you on this because in one of the lines you said, I'm so hormonal, Denzi slept in this morning, so I thought about an abortion. Now, that is you joking. That's your humour. You're sharp. That's, that's you but, and it was, completely And it was a joke, joke. sure, it was humour.
2: But it was, there was an element of truth in it. Like I sat down when he slept in and I thought, can I do this? Yeah. I, okay. Do I want to do this? Is this something that I want to do? Because yep. you know, like he sleeps in, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's mm. just who I am. And these are the conversations that I'd have with you when I talk so candidly on my Facebook. But mm. a lot of people get triggered by that sort of stuff. So I came in and I said, I wrote a comment, and I said, you know, like. Come on, sorry. guys. This is yeah, and people are going. Oh, I just feel sorry for your unborn child because it will go back and read these articles one day. And I was like, if it ever is in some library dusting off old articles on Facebook, and reading, <laughs> yeah, it won't matter because my mum was really open to me about her abortions and the things that went through her mind when she's pregnant with me. And mm. you know, I just respected her as a woman. I was just like, these are our choices, and these are the things we have to live with. Yeah. So, yeah, that doesn't bother me at all. Like I had a lot of, you know, pro-lifers, whatever, unlike unfollow me and I was like, dude, have you even read my book? <laughs> like seriously, <laughs> you should have unfollowed me a long time ago, yeah?
1: <laughs> but you know what? The people that do love you, that know you and the people that love you for your blog, they got it. and They got it. Exactly. They're your tribe, babe. Yeah, That's all that matters. Tried.
2: They're the people that I was talking to. You know, I wasn't yep. talking to the easily offended. I never do talk to the easily offended. Well, no. And I don't know why know, they would you, read your if stuff. If you baggage it down offended. too much, if I pull out the lines that just flow off the top of my head as if I was chatting with you, then I just turn so vanilla and so beige and it's just not who I am. I don't want to change who I am because I'm talking to a broader audience and there's a lot of people who can get offended by a lot of different things. So, And then um, the news stories, like within half an hour the news stories started coming out Mm. and um and I was waiting for that as well and I knew the comment sections would be vile because it's really oh. cool to hate con and all the rest of it. And then, um, yeah, but they were more vile than I'd actually expected and I don't read them but I was on my normal page, Facebook, mm. and one of my like, friends had commented and she'd written on one of the stories so it popped up on my page and it was that, you know, what you guys are saying is really vile, I can't believe that you would write that. Blah, blah, blah. So I looked at a couple of the comments and it was like, Horrible stuff. Like I hope she dies in childbirth. Mm. So many people saying she should be sterilised, and you know, my mum called me to see if I was okay. I said, mum, to be honest, you know me, you know that I couldn't really give two. Sh-. Mm. But I wanted to put it on my Facebook to expose it, to say this is what I have to live with every time an article a news article comes out about me. People often think, oh, Constance Hall, you got so much love on your page and all these lovely comments. You must just be reveling in it and loving it. And I'm like, well, there's another side to it. And mm. it's pretty vicious and pretty horrific and pretty soul-destroying. So I wanted to just expose them because I have this new theory with trolls. They need to be exposed.
1: You and I, we don't live in the same state, but we got to catch up the other week in person. And so I saw you when you knew you were pregnant. You were happy. And I've seen you pregnant before and you're usually drained and usually miserable. (laughs) But you were just happy and you were just really content. You and and Denzi just spending that time with you guys, it was beautiful. There's so much kids. Yeah, well that's true. But there was there's so much love there and I'm really happy for you. This is a beautiful thing. Congratulations, there you
2: know. Thank you, and I do feel like you know our friend Ned, who we love. She always says that she wants to write, make me a t shirt that says, "I'll be fine. I've got Denzi," because <laughs> it's true. Like he's just always there and always supportive, and never mm. like judges me or gets angry at me. Or I never have to be worried about anything. I think so he's I too just,
1: chilled to out to ever get angry. He's just—he like, doesn't.
2: Oh, he, no. Nah, he gets angry pill. if you wake him up. Oh yeah. Sure. <laughs> Which is why I made that ridiculous comment. (laughs) Let the man sleep and you'll be happy.
1: (laughs) That should be on the back of the (laughs) T-shirt.
2: As long as you
0: let him sleep. This is the Queen Sesh.
1: We were really rocked by an article this week, weren't we, Con? Because... Esther Perel, she's that um, psychotherapist and expert on infidelity that I've been bugging you about to listen to her podcast, mm-hmm. the one that's you know I'm obsessed with. Yep. So she's got this book, The State of Affairs: Rethinking Infidelity, and what she's come out and said in an article. So one of the most important findings in my research has been that even happy people cheat. Not all affairs, as previously thought, are symptoms of a troubled relationship or a troubled person.
2: Right. That's so scary. When you showed me this, my first thought was I know plenty of men mm. who have been happy and have cheated. Mm. And when they have been caught, they have lost everything. They have been devastated. I don't know why I did it. Mm. It was, And I believe them that they don't know why they did it. They just did it. You know, like I don't think it was premeditated or they didn't want to hurt their wives. They just did it. Mm. Whereas I know a lot of women who have cheated, but that was due to like severe neglect and severe unhappiness. Mm. And they tried and tried and tried and the marriage had no connection and I'm not defending women. Okay, I'm defending women.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but usually for women it is due to like a mental escape. Absolutely. It begins women as a mental escape from something. Yeah. It's, it's not as often that you hear of women having affairs just for fun.
2: Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, although it must be a thing because this is I what mean, her research has found. I wasn't
2: talking found. about affairs. I was talking about a cheating.
1: That's mm, different, isn't it? Because you think yeah. of a man just you know wandering off on a big night out, okay, yeah. in their happy relationship. You know, you can un- not understand, but that makes sense. No, Whereas it make sense. a happy it's relationship, so of course. But if a ha- if you're in a happy relationship and actually having an affair. That's yeah, I find that really bizarre. Really bizarre. And really bizarre. and what Esther is saying is that women do it too. And it's a lot well, more common than we think.
2: I I mean, I don't know any women that I personally do not know any happy women who have affairs. Um, no. do you know what's something really interesting? And I watched it on an Oprah show once years ago, must have been fifteen mm. years ago, about affairs, mm. and it was and it was this doctor, this bloke, and he was saying he's an a, a you know, marriage counselor, and he said, Women come to me all the time and they say, I've kept my figure, I've got, you know, I look after myself, I earn money, I don't hassle him, I let him do what he wants and he still had an affair. What more could I have done? And he said, What women need to understand is that men aren't having affairs because the woman isn't good enough, Mm. they're usually having an an affair because she's too good. And they want to be celebrated and praised and feel like they're amazing. Mm. They're usually having affairs with other women who are younger and they're looking at, they're idolizing these men and going, oh my God, you're so clever. Oh my God, I can't believe you support a whole family. Oh my God, wow, you're so handsome. Wifey isn't doing that. Wifey's Mm. going. She's too
1: busy looking after the kids. Where have you been? Running the. Yeah, why haven't you taken the rubbish
2: out? Exactly. (laughs) She doesn't want to praise you when you walk through the door. In relationships, we don't have to praise each other. There's a deeper understanding there. Mm. So, yeah, I think that always stuck in my mind because when women like call men they find out that their husband or boyfriend or whatever girlfriend even have had you know an extramarital thing then I often remember that and Mm. I often think it's kind of comforting to women puts a bit of reason to it and it stops them from like victim blaming and
1: blaming themselves Mm. Well we have roped in a specialist obviously our second best friend sexologist Dr Nikki Goldstein she is going to be chatting about why happy people cheat next.
0: This is the Queen
1: sesh? Just a heads up, if there are little kids in the car, earmuffs. Earmuffs.
0: Because we are going to do be
1: chatting. You carry, <laughs> do you carry
2: earplugs in the car with you so that you can talk about things like this? Yeah. Grab them. Check so, your kids' ears.
1: Exactly. Because what we're talking about is why happy people cheat. And we have roped in our second best friend, the fabulous <laughs> sexologist, Dr Nikki Goldstein. Welcome back to the Queen Sesh. Thank you for having me back,
3: second best friends.
1: Okay, so you had a very interesting experience recently because you were recording for your podcast which is Sex and Life which you can uh, view on podcastone.com.au and
3: tell us a bit about your experience recently So, I was hiding in the office of a massage parlour with a difference. Mm -hmm. So, Mm. it was a very confronting one because I was also told by the woman that we were interviewing, who's the receptionist, Mm -hmm. the day receptionist, that 80% of the people coming in were married or partnered. Wow, that's scary. Why? And when you see them, because obviously I'm in the office and I've got all these security cameras and I could see these guys coming in and out and what they looked like Mm -hmm. and, you know, there's this part of me that just wanted to go up and be like, Tell me what's going on. Like, tell me why you're here. Mm. Why are you? Did you see like year? your
2: mate's husband? Oh, God. I was wondering if I was going to see someone I like knew. Like your own
3: boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, <babe. laughs> This isn't fun anymore. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he's just coming for his birthday present. Um, Can
2: I just clarify something? The massage parlor does it just give a happy ending, or is it a full blown?
3: They, ha- well, they they're advertised as a massage parlor, but they have a brothel license, which means. Okay you can negotiate other things mm-hmm. that are done in the rooms, but as far as the receptionist is concerned, you are booking that room out for your massage for a specific time period mm-hmm. and that's all that you book. Whatever totally above on. board. What, whatever else not, goes on is not legal, above board. but it's negotiated between <laughs> the therapist and the client. It sounds so okay. technical, the mm-hmm. therapist and the client.
2: Yeah. Wow.
3: Yeah. Okay,
1: so why do you think if people are because obviously we know that when relationships are bad, people wander, or you know maybe someone's Some out on wander. A, we obviously. <laughs> Hopefully not all. Um, or if someone's out on a big night and you know something happens, there's that. But why, if someone's in a happy relationship, why would they go to something like this, or why would they go and have an affair if they're in a happy functioning relationship?
3: I think this comes down to us understanding infidelity deeper Mm. because we just want to assume that people that cheat are immoral and we write it off as, you know, they're terrible, horrible people and that's kind of it. We never stop to look at why people are in that position. And I've always believed that there is a multitude of reasons as to why they get in that situation, that it's not just the stereotypical, you know, He's unhappy at home, so he's going somewhere else, or Mm. out with the boys, having a few to drink, find yourself in a compromising situation. And this is one of the things that when we explore infidelity, we need to look at these options as well. It can be very confronting and it can be very scary because you think, well, I always assumed that if you were miserable, you cheat. Mm. Crap, I'm in a happy relationship. Is anything safe? But you need to be able to understand why it happens. Now, for some people, it can be a matter of ego. You know, if they're with someone for a certain amount of time, they feel like they need to see if they've got it again. Yeah. It could be something that's happened in their life, another stress. um, You know, this week I was talking to a woman that went through cancer and, you know, they're struggling with their their sex life. Now, they're in a happy relationship, Mm. but it's a lot for a man to take that on his shoulder of, well, you can't pester her because she survived cancer. And we hear this a lot now with the survival rates increasing that male partners feel this guilt towards pestering women with their sexual desires because they're the ones that have had to go through these medical treatments. So it yeah, might be another on, like, drugs that,
2: that kill their sex drive after mm, cancer, like it, breast cancer.
3: Exactly. It also yeah. just might be somebody that enjoys a different type of sex to the sex that he's getting at home. A lot of men, when they marry a woman and they have babies with her it really becomes that Madonna Hall complex. And they might have really sexualized their partner. And all of a sudden now, their partner nearly takes the role of their own mother. She's worshipped and mm. she's the one looking after his children. She's the one taking care of him. But maybe he doesn't see her in the erotic sexual context anymore. They're probably still having sex, but he might desire a different type of sex. But this also works for women as well. You know, we're talking about men who cheat. Women are out there just as much as men in happy relationships. Maybe they missed out on experiencing what it was like to have casual sex and crazy sex, and they were married mm. really young. Well, lucky we don't have that problem, Con.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we definitely <laughs> tell me you you're cons.
1: experienced in that. We, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we don't suffer from that. Okay,
2: so because Con, Can you I were ask saying you something, Nikki. Yes, you ask um, me anything. Thanks. Is is there just a type of guy though, or a woman? But I've I've seen it more with men who just cheat. They cheated in their last. They cheated in their, and it's a real dishonesty thing, I think, because like um, I, a really close couple of friends of mine recently had an infidelity, and I remember saying to denim like. I would be scared of the constant lying. Mm. He came he came forth, this guy, so it didn't feel like it was as big. He came forth like a few days later. But someone who can do it and who can lie, there's just that dishonesty in the relationship. Like I have friends, the guy cheats all the time, she sort of knows about it but he constantly lies and gets his way out of it. But then he lies about all these other things as well. So is there sort of just like a type of person that is a bit of a liar and is a cheat and that's just who he is?
3: Completely because for some people it's about the Russian excitement. Mm. Can I get away with this? I'm doing something that's normal. I'm doing something that's taboo. And I do think there are the, that particular type of person, I'm not going to say guys, I'm going to say women as well, that likes the thrill of being able to go out and risk something and get that reward, that high, that rush. But I also feel like there's people who are being dishonest with themselves. The frustration that I have is when I see people who are serial cheaters. I really want to say to them, have you considered that monogamy is maybe not what's best for you? Because mm-hmm. you're promising monogamy to somebody and you're lying to them. If you feel like you need to be with multiple people and if that's what gets you off and if that's what you enjoy, then why don't you go and live your lifestyle that way and have it all in the open and be open with someone and say, I want to have a girlfriend and I want to have a wife and I want mm-hmm. to have lovers and but all it's of because this. because they want
2: it all. You they know? want they their want cake and they want their it too. Yeah,
3: and it's that double standard. They- it's It's like, well, I want my person to be monogamous to me, but then I want to be able to go out and do whatever I want. So, you know, I really feel like on a moral level, that's probably the worst person when it comes to infidelity because there's so much dishonesty. It's like, where do you even begin? Yeah. Mm. So we probably scared
1: a few people listening.
3: <laughs> what sort of thing? Stay single, like stay single. There,
1: <laughs> so let's, so oh. steering it more towards the positive, what can we do to really ensure if we're in a happy relationship that we can maintain monogamy and everyone is happy and sexually satisfied, et cetera, et cetera.
3: I really feel like in this day and age, first of all, there are no guarantees. Mm. And I think especially as a woman, you need to understand that. And it sounds sad, but you know, my father always said to me, Listen, you could marry the man of your dreams and you could lose him due to an accident or death. You know, there is never a guarantee that this mm. partner is going to be with us forever. So I think that needs to always keep us on our toes a little bit. You need to always have the effort in yourself and your relationship, but you also need to have these awkward conversations. Have a discussion around what you think about infidelity. Why don't you try and define what infidelity means because so many people are on different pages when it comes to this. Mm. There are women that go, you know, what if you go off and get a a lap dance and you go to a strip club, if you watch porn, I consider that cheating. Mm. If you've never had that conversation before, then you might be crossing lines without even being aware of it. Maybe ask that person, have you ever been in a situation in a past relationship where you've been tempted with infidelity or where you've experienced it? Have a conversation about all those terrible, awkward things when it comes to cheating So that as a couple, if something does arise, if your partner comes home and says, you know what, I found myself in a really compromising situation, nothing happened but I was pushing the boundaries and I was really flirting with this person and I contemplated going home with her, Um, we need to talk about where that came from because that's a healthy relationship Mm -hmm. because that person's coming to you and saying, you know what, I recognise that I was in this situation and I was five seconds away from cheating and I didn't want to be in that situation, but I've recognised that maybe something's going on. That's what I want to see more relationships being like with this open communication. That's a heavy conversation to have and a real heavy thing to admit. Mm. But imagine if we could have that conversation rather than, hey, babe, I've been sneaking off to the massage parlour and mm. I've blown on our all our money on happy endings.
2: <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, hey, did any wim- did any women come into the massage
3: parlour? No, but it got me thinking. Why isn't there the equivalent? But then I looked around the place and I was exactly. like, as a woman, mm. I don't know if I'd want to lay down on that bed. Yucky. There was a, there was a seediness <laughs> about it. Yeah. But I, I'm pretty sure there's Ew. some there's so some beauty salons. Option. I think there'd probably be some beauty salons around Australia where if you you know gave them a bit of a Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. You mm. could get the same service. Gosh. Okay. Wow. There you go, Con. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I would never. But you know, like I just, I'm glad that the Queen's out there, no
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Dr. Nikki Golding, thank you so much for
3: chatting with thank us. Thank you for thank having. You me. So Sorry if I scared Nikki. anybody. <laughs> no, it's absolutely fascinating. It's, you know,
2: it's better. I think knowledge is power.
3: Yeah. <laughs> mm, and it's
1: exactly. better that we know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah you up, so we'll see you Let's next talk week. about it. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's communication.
0: This. Is the Queen
1: Sesh, and we're coming to the end of our sesh con. But we do like to finish the Queen Sesh with Queen Vice, which is advice. with Draco, never, <laughs> never again. With Queen Vice, which is advice for queens. And we haven't had him on the show before, and there's a good reason for that. Uh, he's on Ash London Live, you can hear him weeknights on the Hit Network. He also has his own podcast, The Dressing Room Now, <laughs> that you oh, yeah, can download. Back, yeah. oh, yeah. We've had Draco on our show, before. yeah, been on yeah like... I know, but never again. And there's a good reason for that because last time you guys had a fashion intervention against me. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. So that's why it's he hasn't true. been invited back since it's been months. For I that didn't reason. realise you were calling the shots. <laughs> no need to die. But anyway, so Draco is here, and it's Spring Racing yeah. Cup Carnival. Is yeah. that is that what we call it? I think so.
4: Oh I've, I've only been to the races once, and it was not for me. And, but I've got some fashion tips for people for this season.
1: Okay. So tell us. <laughs> About the fashion advice because Con will be at every race meet this year. Obviously, she <laughs> loves the
4: race. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, last weekend I was in Melbourne in the CBD and there was a lot of girls going to the races cause so, yeah. last week was the launch of something. And I've done a lot of scouring of some magazines. Yes. And um, this season, mm-hmm. nude.
1: Oh gosh, Everything no mood. clothes! Oh no, no, no! <laughs> oh, I could fit right in. I, I can do that. No. I
4: mean, lots of boobs out and lots of legs. I mean, like nude colours. Oh, I saw yeah. lots of nude beiges, beige, very yeah.
2: Kardashian beige. Yeah,
4: lots of blush colours. It doesn't
2: like really Australian skin tone. You know, like if we were mm. European with mm. that olive skin, but we're pink and red and we blemish so easily. Yes, I, speak for I
4: know. Yourself. But um, also lots of flowers, lots of floral. Mm. But not in. But, I love floral. Yeah, but no. um, everyone's doing it in sort of like a floristry. Like, think too many flowers. Many. Flower
1: crowns,
4: Pla- no, not flower crowns. They're quite chic. I'm talking about on outfits. They're oh. like, like think granny's curtain, yes, sort mm. of doily, sort mm. of um, drapes, tea cosy, like oh something. Gosh. Like if you'd I, find I a tea, not that. selling
1: it, Draco. It's yeah. olden
2: day,
4: like grandma's curtains, it's whipped gran- up into a frock.
1: Yeah, <laughs> not for me.
4: It's not for anyone. Like to be honest, mm. the girls I saw wearing them, I was like, babe, put on just a black dress. Yeah,
1: black dress, black tight. Yeah, all that blacks and grays. Yeah, exactly. Mm. <laughs> and but you are, you're an expert in judging fashion on the field
4: <gasps> yes I've actually judged my own fashions on the field mm. it was a regional fashions on the field oh, about four oh, years ago yes. Okay, um, and there wasn't enough good um, like boys entries so I had to judge the men and the women right. and there wasn't enough good boys entries so I rigged it so I came second oh my
1: god <laughs> Do you know what? I just remembered, Con, years ago, like I'm talking 15 years ago, we went to the Melbourne Cup and you actually wore a flower crown. I
2: did, yeah. And I think that my outfit might have looked a little bit Grandma Curtens-y.
1: Oh, you are so fashion so forward. ahead of the trend. Yes, I know, right?
2: Is, is that the same year? I even year? had like crochet and a huge gypsy skirt on.
1: I'm going to find the photo. I haven't changed much. No. <laughs> <laughs> is that the same year that it, it just rained so heavily? Yeah, that's the same
2: year that you started off glamorous. Yep. And you ended looking like a sewer rat oh. and you were just drenched and you were wearing a poncho and you took your shoes off and <laughs> the tram driver, Draco, even the tram driver kicked her off the tram. Oh, my
4: God, <laughs> he what did. a mess. He, yeah, he yeah. was
2: like, you are the most annoying
1: person I've ever had on my tram <laughs> and he booted her off. And that's all we have time for, guys. Thank you, Draco. You're never coming back in. Um, please reach out I anytime. love you, Draco. <laughs> let come back next week. Never again on our Facebook, The Queen Sesh, and also download the... The Hit Network app and grab the catch up podcast now for anything you've missed and our extended interviews. Have a great week, guys.
0: See you guys. This is the Queen Sesh.